Hi, everyone, and welcome to Viva La Flora Live podcast, where we bring you the art and business of flowers. Stay tuned. Hey guys, and welcome to Viva La Flora Live podcast, episode number 14 with Christina Berrigan. This episode is brought to you by Floral Success Institute, where we help florists to achieve their full potential, not only in their business, but in their lives by customized strategic business coaching. There's a special offer for you guys, my fellow flower friends. Stay tuned, and I'll talk to you all about it after this great interview. Let's dive in. Christina Berrigan is the owner of Posh Peony, a boutique-style floral studio based in California. She's known for producing luxurious and lush floral designs for her clients with emphasis in personalization and elevated client experiences. Her work has been featured in numerous publications such as Martha Stewart Weddings, Style Me Pretty, Green Wedding Shoes, and much, much more. She's also an elementary school teacher with undeniable passion for education. She took her formal training in education combined with her experience as a florist and created an online community called Floor Society. I'm sure you've heard of it. If you haven't, you've got to check it out. Through Floor Society, she's been able to empower floral designers and entrepreneurs on how to build better businesses with her online courses and live events. I too attended one of her business masterminds last year and I loved it. It really was very insightful, informative, educational. I still have notes from that that I go back to. So check it out. She's a creator and host of Business Blooming Podcast. You should check that out as well. Christina is a girl that does it all. Teacher, designer, podcaster, proud mama of two beautiful little girls. Well, wondering how she does it all? Let's listen in. To my chat with Christina Berrigan. How are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. Thank you so much for wanting to do this, for willing to do this with two kids and businesses and everything. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. I am always excited to jump on and do anything related to education or business. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I read your professional bio at the top of the show, but you know, I think. Listeners would love to hear it from you directly, right? Where did it all begin? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It seems like forever ago. And it sometimes seems like it was just yesterday because we continue to revisit all the different things that we go through every day. So um, it started out about 15 years ago. I was really young. I was only 21. And I was in school um, on my way to be a teacher. I actually had just gotten hired as a teacher. I was pursuing a master's in education. And it all just kind of came together with my mom being the biggest I mean, I think I give her kind of the credit because she's the one that really started the business. She would always get, you know, requests from friends and family to decorate this party and decorate that wedding. And and so it just kind of fell on our lap one day. And it wasn't until someone asked me for a business card, um, you know, because they wanted flowers for their wedding. And we were decorating a church at that moment for a family member. And I was just like, what? Like, business card? Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're not a business, you know? Like, I was like, but wait a minute. And so I was just like, oh, we don't have any more. I just kind of went with the flow. And then that day, I remember talking to my mom. I was like, hey, like, I had this person ask me for a business card. Like, what do you think? Like, should we start a business? Should we pursue this? And, and it just literally snowballed from there. And this is back in 2005. So this is during a time time, you know, when, when there was no YouTube, there was no social media, no education. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I'm just, I, I put it out there. I'm very open about that because I was literally a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was a baby and I was a teacher and no business experience whatsoever. And so we jumped in completely blind and, um, you know, fast forward five years it was complete struggle. And I, and I share that very openly also because, you know, a lot of business owners who are in this business right now, who are just starting out are probably getting a taste of that. But with 
a lot of support because there's a lot of resources available these days. And so imagine yourself, you know, green, completely clueless with zero support or any type of resource available, um, trying to figure it out, you know? And so I had to navigate not only a full-time career as a, t- a teacher, brand new teacher by that, by, by all means, but also, yeah, but also a brand new business owner who didn't know what was going on or what, you know, how to do anything. And so, um, that's all just a learning experience. Like it took me five years to, to really figure things out, to kind of get my footing, um, my foot in the door and, and just really start growing and scaling this business that I have today where, you know, we are doing a lot less events now because I've jumped into education full force. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also just given me the ability ha- to have a lifestyle where I am now a mother. I'm, I'm married. Um, I've got Fleur Society, which is my you know floral online community where I educate over there. I've got I still teach full time. I have fifth graders that I love so much, and I have weddings that I still do. So it's like people think I'm crazy, but it's possible. <laughs> it's doable, right? And so that's kind of where we started to to be very transparent. It wasn't easy, but it's, it's a road that I do not regret taking because it's taught me so much. And it's also mm-hmm. given me the power, you know, to, to teach what I know, what I've been through to people who are going through that right now, or maybe just trying to get through a season of their, in their business where they're struggling, or maybe they're frustrated or don't know where to go and what to do. And so it's really, um, it's really just a pleasure to, to be able to do that. And it's such a joy to be able to share my story with as many people as possible. So man, that was the long version. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm, I have all the time for They're all good. This is why we're here. That's, that's fantastic. And, you know, I mean, there are a few things that jumped out at me as you're talking about this. I'm thinking, okay, so you started in 2005, all new mm-hmm. and everything. All that's, if that's not enough, then 2008 hits, you know? Yeah. The recession. Um, right. I'm, I'm like literally thinking, sitting back right now where we're having this whole COVID craziness going on and uh-huh. we're actually going into recession without even COVID, which then amplifies the recession that we're actually kind of leading up to. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, like, what would I do if that was my business? Like two, three years fresh, have no idea what I'm doing, trying to navigate mm-hmm. all of these things and, and a recession just hits. Like, did you even know that recession was affecting on you or were you that green? <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. Oh my God, how was that? You know, and I'm, and I'm going to say this with full transparency, we were busy. <laughs> we, I, I didn't feel the recession um, for two reasons. One, I had a full-time job, right? I'm a school mm. teacher and I was, you know, that was paying the bills and, and I had my, you know, everything taken care of in that sense. But my business was just like really growing at that time. Like we were past that five-year hump that was a disaster. And we now had all these events that were, um, booked from years before or months before. And we were just really busy. It was actually one of our busiest years, if not probably the busiest year, because we, <laughs> we spread ourselves way too thin. And that is 2008, 2009 was the, the two years where I knew that I had to scale back. Like I knew I couldn't work that way anymore. And we had, right. you know, weekends where we had like five or six weddings and I was like not eating, not sleeping. Like I burned out completely. And so, Hi. yeah, it was, it was a whole nother trip. Um, reception, I didn't feel it, but right now we feel it because we mm. can't not physically do the work. You know what I mean? Like people are still, still spending back in 2008. They were still getting married and had plans months in advance to do that or years in advance at some, in some cases, but mm-hmm. right now people have to postpone, you know, they have oh to change goodness. in so many directions because of the situation. Oh yeah. How many events did you, I mean, did you have any events that got canceled or postponed? Oh Yeah. We, yeah, basically (laughs) we, we only do about 15 weddings a year and I've already had to postpone half of them because a lot of them were in our, you know, our prime California month, May, May, June. So all of the May, June weddings, which is most of them, um, they got postponed to like the end of the year, but I don't think we're going to make it. I think a lot of them did 2001. So we're Mm going to have to push them out a, a little further, I think, just to be on the same 
the same, you know, like just to be safe more than anything. Right. Right. Well, especially when we don't really know what the mm-hmm. folks are kind of bring along with this, but you know, so yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. Um, I can, I can definitely see the passion in you, honestly, when I'm, um, you know, <laughs> I've, I've heard you speak before and, um, wait, I'm trying to think when that was, I, I want to say it was last it's year. It's not right? It was intrigued. Yes. I heard you speak at intrigued, but I also, um, signed up for one of your summits. It was the business summit. I want to say it was in August last year. Oh yeah. Yep. August was the design. Yeah. Design summit. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I didn't do the design. I did the business one. When was the business one? That was February. Oh, okay. So it was February. Oh my God. It was that long ago. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it it was fantastic. Okay. I, I mean, there were multiple speakers and a lot of them were really good and, you know, some of them were fantastic and some of them were like, okay, this is great. You know, I mean, give or take, but everything that you shared and A was, like I said, fantastic, but B, the passion was actually coming through and that's what I related the most, right? So, and you being a teacher, I mean, people don't just wake up and just become teachers. You've got to right. love that. I mean, my mom uh-huh. is a teacher. My grandparents were teachers. I come from a family of like teachers who've been literally there every day, every step of the way. And it is not an easy job to do. So, I mean, did you know you want to become a teacher? Like when you were little, like, how, Oh yes. Yeah. Really? Oh girl. I knew I wanted to be a teacher <laughs> since I like can pick up a piece of chalk and pretend I was a teacher. So maybe like five <laughs> years old. And so I, I, and it's like, it's weird because it's so true. Like teachers are born. I don't think teachers are made because you, it takes a very special person Mm -hmm. to have patience, to Mm -hmm. also have, you know, the strive to want to help somebody and also get the joy out of it. Because if you don't have all of those elements, you're not going to be a successful teacher. I mean, bottom line, like right now with COVID, I'm, we're doing distance learning. I have to teach online, you know what I mean? And it's like, I have to be that much more organized. And because I already teach online in our floral community, it's piece of cake for me, but all the teachers who are learning for the first time, how to use, you know, Google meet or zoom or whatever to teach their classroom is not easy. And it's, it takes a, it's a learning curve, but they're passionate to still do it because they love their kids so much and they want to be there for them. And so, yeah, I knew dead on. I wanted to be a teacher since I was little. I, when I went into high school, I still pursued it. Like I was applying for the colleges that had the best teaching programs. When I went to college, I was an overachiever. I I got a a minor in English because I love English and literature. And then I got a master's in education. And so like I did all the things and I honestly thought that I was going to go into administration to be a principal one day or an admin of some sort. And it, and when I started to grow in my business, that went like out the window right away because there was no way that I could do an admin position and do my business full time. And, and granted being a teacher is hard and there's a lot of you know, a lot of dedication that goes into it, but because I've been able to build systems in my business and processes and build a team and Mm -hmm. workflows, that is the only, honest to God, only way that I've been able to still teach full-time in my, in my, in my career, but also manage a community of education and also still do weddings, even though I've had to scale back a ton. Um, but you know, add that to the mix, uh, a husband and two babies now, like, I'm still doing it. I'm still like surviving and thriving and it's awesome. And it's just only because I've been able to be so organized. And you still sound like you're loving it. I love it. (laughs) There's something to be said about being organized. My God. I mean, I I totally relate to having a full-time job. I totally relate to like all the passion for education and actually mm-hmm. learning and getting that feedback from it. The emotional feedback or, or that, that joy that you get out of it when somebody, you teach something and they just succeed. It, yeah. Oh, it's, it's addicting. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely addicting. I totally get it. Um, I'm like kind of like sitting back and thinking to myself, okay, right now, I mean, I'm, I have a full-time job. I have I manage a dental practice. I manage a dental assisting school. I'm the director and instructor and all of these things. And I have a business. I started a podcast. I'm starting a mastermind, Mm -hmm. all of these things. And more and more I talk about it, I'm like, 
oh my God. <laughs> how it overwhelming. Earth, right? I'm like, how on earth am I going to do all these things? So I cannot possibly imagine having two kids on top of uh, all of that, to be honest with you. Like, I'll be honest with you, like more power to you. <laughs> Girl, so all the mommies out there and daddies, because it's hard. <laughs> I know. I cannot imagine. <laughs> like, I'm like keeping up with it, but I cannot imagine putting more to that, you know? But Anyway, so as far as systems goes, right, and protocols and, you know, all those things, the only reason I personally was able to step away from a dental office to be able to do something, because our dental office is that kind of organized, like mm-hmm. crazy organized in every step of the way. But, you know, let, let's dive in a little bit into that, right? I'm pretty sure this came from your passion of teaching, all the structure that you have in place, right? Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like looking back thinking to my mom and my parents, I mean, my grandparents and stuff. It, yeah, it was. It does take a special kind of person and a certain way of thinking also, right? So how important are those systems right now, especially given given the climate that we're in, Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't have all this time in our hands, well, per se. I mean, some of us, I, I, I am busier than I've ever been with this COVID thing, and I don't I don't understand it. It's, it's yeah, I haven't cut, quite figured out how and why. I think it's a different kind of busy that I'm not used to. Um, but how important is it to actually sit down and work through all of those things? And, like, what would your recommendation be for somebody who's just kind of starting up or perhaps sort of, you know, few years in the business and finally maybe they have this opportunity or this time to sit down where do they even begin oh my gosh that's a loaded question but I I'm know gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take it step by step because that's the okay. teacher in me okay but I mean yes you are so dead on like it, it takes a special person to be overly organized and you know teacher driven results driven data driven whatever you want to call it right mm-hmm. um But I will say that it's okay if you're not, because you can definitely get there. And so because I am that type of person who who loves structure and has, you know, organization skills and workflows and all that good stuff, I didn't, it it didn't happen overnight. You know, Mm -hmm. this is 15 years in the making of where my business is today, because I've been able to build upon everything as time has gone by. So if you're just starting out brand new and this is not like your jam and talking business and workflows and all of that is like not your, your, your forte right now, that's okay. Because the good news today is that you can delegate a bunch Mm -hmm. of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like back then in 2005, there were no, you know, assistants. There were no virtual assistants. There were no CRM systems. There were no nothing. Like I literally had Word document, Excel, and Gmail, I think. Yeah, Gmail did exist back then. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was it. And I had to make it all work out with as, as best as I could with those, you know, limited resources, but somehow I figured it out, right? There was, I was able to create templates without actually having templates. Like we have today, like hand responses or a CRM system that like I use HoneyBook, for example, mm-hmm. everything is just built into HoneyBook. All of my templates are literally click and, and send type of things. Like I don't have to type anything multiple times anymore. I don't have to upload anything. It's all there. And so if you are just starting out you are in a good spot. Like you have everything at your fingertips, literally everything at your fingertips to get organized, to start creating these structures, or I'm sorry, these systems in your business to start creating all the things that you need to get your business in check, in line and ready to go. So when you guys do have clients that are coming through or you're managing clients that you already have, it's going to be so seamless. And like I mentioned, if you, if this is not like your, your thing, like if you're, this does not excite you, like it excites me, you have, there's people out there who are willing to do this for you and who know how to do this for you. So you mm-hmm. can hire, you know, a virtual assistant to check your email and get that organized. You can have someone implement a CRM system of some sort. You can have, um, you know, a, start building a team that's going to help you get organized in any aspect of your business 
experiences. And that way you can just focus on the things that you love to do and do well, because mm-hmm. if you try to do everything that you don't really enjoy, you're going to just burn out and not, and just start to resent your business, to be honest. Cause that's what happened to me those first five years. Like I burned out. I started right. to hate weddings. I literally wanted to quit. Like I never wanted to do another wedding ever. And it wasn't until I got really smart about how I did business that mm-hmm. I started to enjoy the whole process. You know, I started to work with clients that actually excite me and, and work that I actually wanted to do and be creative and just kind of dive into my element and not think twice about, you know, Oh, that, what that client doesn't excite me. Okay. Bye. I can say no with no problem. Right. Right. Or I couldn't, like I was saying yes to everything. And Mm -hmm. so to answer your question, what, if you are just starting out, the biggest thing that you could do with your business right now is get a CRM system. And that is it. Like that is step one. Once you get that, everything falls into place. Um, and yeah, that, that is literally what saved my life. Having a CRM system that could do essentially, if not, if not half the work, a little bit more, like I would say like 75% of the work is done by a CRM system right now with automation. Right. Right. And the other half does require a little bit of me because there has to be some personalization and some, you know, like touch points in between that are actually, you know, actually coming from me to make it a personal experience where that my client is going to feel like they're appreciated. So, right. so that's been valuable. Do you use a CRM in your business? So, so here's the fun. Well, Right now, I'm in the process of rebranding, revisiting all of those things. So I actually stopped doing weddings for the last two years. Cool. Okay. Um, That was by design. Um, I kind of hit a wall myself about, actually, more more like three years ago. I mean, I am running a multi-million dollar dental business Uh, and and dental assisting schools. So, and that pays the bills, right? So it was really hard for me to make the switch and I still haven't made the switch, but now everything's organized to the point where I can actually not be there for weeks and things are running on their own. And, you know, like five years ago, I wasn't there. So Uh when I wasn't there, things weren't working. Right. So I kind of had to be there and yeah, three years ago at the office, we actually had a case of embezzlement that happened. So, which sort oh, gosh. of completely changed everything, all trajectory of my business completely. So, no, I stopped doing anything and everything. And so, right now, actually, um, just right now working on a website, right now working on setting up the detail software, right now working on the whole CRM system and, and putting all the templates in place. And it's a lot of work. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Girl, you're trying to do like 15 years of work in one year? No. That's it. That's exactly. It's sort of like, and before that, I actually did everything sort of the old-fashioned kind of way, which yeah. is not the good way or the most productive way, honestly. And it's like, all right, well, you know, I'm done with this. Um, I hired a coach. I'm hiring an assistant. And it's like, you know what? I mean, and I learned that no is the most powerful word. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It is a blessing. <laughs> yes, it is. So where I am in my business right now, um, hot mess. How's that? That kind of summarizes. But it's not going to be hot mess for long, you know, no. come towards the end of summer. I mean, there are a lot of pl- things that are being put in place right now. And as weird as this sounds, you know, as bad as it is that the COVID-19 happened and as busy as I got with the dental practice, trying to figure all these things out, you know, with the 14 people that work for us, right? The PPE, this, I mean, there's a lot of things. Now that it's all figured out, so now I have the time actually to sit back and I was sort of like this ultimate reset button that just sort of happened, you know? I'm like, you know what? This couldn't have happened at a better timing for me, um, as bad as this sounds. No, it doesn't sound bad. And don't feel bad about that because I had to get over that too. Like I have started feeling bad and it's not because we're insensitive to what's going on, but it's because it, it, it's okay. Like you, you're, you're doing the best that you can right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you, and sometimes for me, like I say that what you just said, I say it all the time, but in the context that I'm at home with my daughters now, right. you know, I get to be a present mother. My mm-hmm. husband is also home working from home and we get to be this little family full time now. And that's, that's always been our dream to be able to both work from home, to be able to raise our girls together and not my mom having to do it, you know, when we're both away working. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is, it's like, it sucks. We can't go to Disneyland, (laughs) you know, we can't go outside like we want to, but 
we're home and we're safe and we're 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 very thankful for that because we get mm-hmm. to we get to actually witness the milestones that our daughters are making every single day and it's it's incredible and and I try to feel as thankful and blessed as possible because we are but there is an ugly outside, you know, ugly happening out the outside of the mm-hmm. world, but we can't let that make you like you feel guilty about that either. Like you, you just have to take it day by day and you have to do the best that you can and you have to appreciate the little things that you have. And that's truly what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I could not agree with you more. I mean, it, it, the first three weeks were the tough ones. Yeah. For me personally, I feel you on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It took me three weeks to sort of navigate through all of the fast-paced decision-making things that were happening. Literally, it was—I kid you not—we were making a decision, mm-hmm. and then like an hour later, we were making another another decision about the same thing. So then I had to go back and rework all of the lettering and everything that we we're writing, you know, and trying to figure this all of these things out. And it's like, oh my god, if I don't have to make a decision <laughs> for yeah. another year. I'll be happy. I mean, it was that kind of overwhelm and plus the whole emotional side of things going through this and, oh, yeah. and, and you know, it's, yeah, it is definitely it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it was a lot at first. And now it's kind of like, okay, well, um, this is what we got and, you know, we're going to make the best out of the situation we can and, um, you know, help the best way we possibly mm-hmm. can. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I had to kind of sit back and almost like forgive myself, <laughs> for being angry at times, you know, yeah. you just gotta, you gotta do the best that you can. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That, that pretty much was it, you know? Um, anyways, so I do want to talk to you about floor society because I mean, as you mentioned, if it's, this is not your forte and honestly, you're an English major. I'm not writing is not my forte. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, English is not my first language, not the first mm-hmm. or the second or the third. I mean, it's like things get tough, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, writing is not my thing. So for people like us, I mean, having floral society, having all your templates and all of the resources there, I think it's a blessing. Honestly. Oh, yeah, and definitely. And that's what I, that's what I love to hear. I love to hear people say stuff like that because that is exactly why I did that. Awesome. And I personally did the business summit and I was going to do afterwards, sign up with everything else. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm just not ready right now. I need to kind of get to the place where, you know, with the given resources, I'm actually going to take an action. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of had to say no to certain things and kind of sit back and become, not become a serial like course buyer, um, that's <laughs> self-control there a little bit, you know, but anyway, so outside of floral industry, right. Where do you get your business coaching? Where do you get your business inspiration and all of those things? Yeah, well, I I get it from all sorts of different places. Not only do I still learn from our peers, like I get a lot of learning from floral designers all over the world. And I and it's in the form of courses. Of course, I always buy um I'm a serial course taker just like you. Don't worry, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you just actually have to take the course and implement. That's the only thing. Like mm-hmm. you let things sit there and collect dust, there's no it's pointless, right? So Absolutely. um I'm huge. I'm just a huge advocate of accountability in floor society. And so if, if you're part of our, you know, membership or any of our courses and things like that, like that is something that I make sure I always do is I hold you accountable. And because as a teacher in general, that is what we do. But because Mm -hmm. if you don't, you become like this, this, you know, serial content consumer mm-hmm. that constantly consuming, consuming wherever you can. And, and content is everywhere if you think about it. Um, but if you're actually never taking the steps to implement anything that you're learning, there is nothing is ever going to happen in your business. Like you're, the needle is never going to move and you're going to remain stagnant forever. And so my learning, I'm still learning. And I will admit to that a hundred times over every single time I can, because I don't know everything, right? I'm not an expert in everything and I can continue to develop, you know, my learning. And so I learn from my peers. I learn from my own students every single day. Um, I, I follow a lot of people that inspire me, not just in the floral industry, but in all sorts of things. Like I, I, I follow a lot of lifestyle people. I follow, um, chefs. I watch a lot of TV shows that are about like, for example, Chopped. I love Chopped. Love Chopped. That's how I've been learning how to cook. (laughs) Oh my God. I binge watch Chopped. Like it's a joke. 
<laughs> I love that show so Me much. <laughs> and I've learned to cook because of it. Um, and, awesome. you know, I, I have coaches. I've taken programs from people in online marketing and network marketing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, every, not just floral industry, but all sorts of industry. I've hired people that are experts in marketing, experts in selling, experts in you know, all sorts of different things, right? They serve all different types of businesses, not just floral designers, because we do, we definitely need to consume, you know, content that is different because we, it'll get, it just offers up a different perspective to things, mm-hmm. right? And if you're constantly trying to learn floral related education or floral related stuff, which by the way, is not bad, especially if you're just starting out, it's going to help you a ton. But you kind of get stuck doing the same things that everybody else is doing, if you if right. you know what I mean. So it's nice to kind of expand those horizons as much as you can um, by taking courses that are outside of your industry or just kind of outside your comfort zone. And definitely um, hire coaching if you can, if, if you are in a place where you need the guidance and that accountability, because that has, that helps a ton. Mm-hmm, um, it helps a ton. And I'm just a serial, uh, like I said, course taker, but I love podcasts and I love reading business books. Like that is how I do most of my learning. Yeah. Same. I, yeah, I, well, I used to, I used to read, um, like scientific studies, um, you know, all pertaining to medicine, um, before I, I don't remember the last time I actually read any of that stuff. It's all business now. Every second I have free, like I barely listen to music sometimes in my car. <laughs> kind of really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I feed off of that so much. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it just energizes me in a different kind of way. Um, what's your favorite business book? Oh my God. There's so many. I love anything by Mike Michalowicz. He's Mm -hmm. just a genius. I love him. Um, I love, um, story brand guy. Oh my gosh. What is his name? I keep forgetting. Um, I just Uh, got an email from him today. I forgot his name though. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, Donald Miller, Donner Miller. Yeah. How did I forget Donald Miller? My goodness. Okay. I love him. Um, Tim Ferriss, uh, mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, all of those guys, like they are rock stars. There's Seth mm-hmm. Godin. I mean, I can go on and on and I've read almost, I've, I've pretty much read all of their books, all right. of them. Okay. And Simon Sinek, he's another one. He's, he's, oh, he's yes. handsome. I love him. Um, <laughs> and I will say that every time. Uh, but yeah, any, any and every book that you can get your hands on that, that they write is mm-hmm. been a, incredible in my business. I've, and I take, like, I have the books, but I also re- do the audible. Like I listen to them, read it to me because right. it just, it comes at me on a different level. Like reading it is one thing. Cause sometimes I'll like read things and not understand them, or I'll start, mm-hmm. I stop really like, per, you know, uh, processing the information. And, but when you hear the the book reading read to you, it's like a whole nother like level of learning sometimes. And so right. when I do audible, I'm listening and I'm taking notes and I'm implementing right away. So I do not just consume books because I've been consuming a ton of books. I think last year I had a goal to consume at least 20 books last year. And I did 35 books because I was like loving it. Um, <laughs> this year I, I have so far I've averaged like three books each month. And right. so, um, I, I take in a lot of books, but I also implement at least two to three things that I learn in a book. I write it down right away when I learn it, and then I go and implement it in my business somehow. So that's mm-hmm. like the biggest thing you can do is not just read, 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 but um, but implement. And right. my husband's been like, um, you need to throw in some fiction once in a while. Like you read too many business <laughs> books. And I'm just like, okay. And I did. I, I, I threw in some um, Elizabeth Gilbert stuff because I love her. And mm-hmm. She's kind of like my balancing point right now. So gotcha. I love reading. Yeah, I haven't. I don't remember the last time I read anything that's fiction. I seriously. Um, mm-hmm. I picked a color, the history of color book. Um, I thought it was interesting, so I'm like, all right, that would be my like before bedtime relaxation read to read, like the actual physical book that I read. But yeah, I'm all about Audible. I, I don't. Sometimes I really physically don't have that time to sit down and to actually reading. But now tell me the truth. Do you have a notepad in your glove box or like in your like cup where you're driving in your car or something like that? No, I don't take, I see, I'm 
I am the safest driver you'll ever meet because, well, especially now that I'm a mother, like I do not mess. (laughs) I don't mess with driving and being distracted. So I will throw on my podcast before I get out of the driveway Mm -hmm. and that's it. I never look at my phone again. If somebody calls me too bad, if somebody texts me, not even happening. Like I do not bother with that. But if, if I'm listening to a podcast, um, Mm -hmm. what I will do sometimes is like, I just kind of do a mental note, like, Hey, they said something that I, that I, that I was listening to in chapter five. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I stop driving, I'll go back and I'll like either take a screenshot of the screen, like chapter five, so I can remember and go find like my spot back in that place where it was. And I'll jot it down in my little, my, my phone or whatever piece of paper Mm -hmm. I have nearby. But, but that does exist in the house. Like I have notebooks everywhere. (laughs) And so if I'm like in the kitchen cooking and an idea pops into my head, I'll stop and go write it down somewhere, you know? So, uh, yeah, but not in the car. I'm, I'm just, I'm real particular about being safe in the car. Really particular about that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good to know. No, I don't, I don't ride and drive, but I have pulled over before so I can make a note. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I've seen people texting and voice memoing and I don't know. I just don't, I don't agree with any I of them. But... Yeah. I can't do voice. I can't do voice memo. First of all, my phone doesn't understand my accent. Let's be real. <laughs> I want to know what is it? My first language is actually Spanish, believe it or not. Oh, really? Nice. I'm actually, I'm trying to learn Spanish right now. I'm doing the Duolingo. Oh, cool. Right. You know, I'm really bad at it. But my daughter's on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Armenian. So my first language is Armenian. Oh, awesome. um, yeah, second is Russian. I used to know French, totally forgot that. I, I couldn't even tell you a single sentence in French at this point. And English. So I kind of like half know four languages. How's that? <laughs> That's amazing. No, that is wonderful. I'm trying to teach our daughter. Um, she's she she knows Spanish with my my mom, but mm-hmm. with me, she's comfortable in English, so she's gonna go English, but we're really trying to get her to keep talk, you know, speaking Spanish right. and possibly Mandarin eventually. Right. Oh nice. How's me putting pressure on her already. <laughs> I was I was told my mom that I was born wrong, and she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I was supposed to be born a Latina from the islands, <laughs> because I love Latin music. I oh. mean, salsa, bachata, merengue, like that's that's my jam, yep. <laughs> you know? and um, love the dancing and all of it. And yeah, I she she always she's like, "Okay, well, you anytime you feel like you know, born being born again." Latina, you're welcome to. I'm like, okay. I love that. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah it is. Um, I definitely, I definitely want to learn Spanish. So I have this goal by the end of next year. I should at least hold some sort of a conversation. Um, yeah, last year we went to Dominican to do uh, on a mission trip, um, on a dental mission trip, and I used my Google Translate to communicate with people. Good. So it was kind of like, it, it, it became kind of comical because... Okay, total total detour here. Sorry, <laughs> I love it. No, keep saying, keep going, keep going. So this people there, right? So when we went on a, this was my first mission trip, by the way. My husband has been doing it for twenty years. It was my first one ever, and it, it was by far the most heartbreaking and fulfilling experiences I've ever had. And unfortunately, the tour got the, the trip got canceled this year because Aww, of the COVID. Yeah. Usually it's, um, you know, over the week of uh, 4th of July. So it got canceled this year. So we, none of us are going actually. Aww. But it was, it was this most amazing thing to see that I was on a team that, that were doing uh, prosthetics. So generally, our patients were people who didn't have teeth at all for years sometimes, right? So now we're making prosthetics from them. As soon as you put this in their mouth, they look 20 years younger. And it's oh just my gosh. crazy, right? So then we're asking them to smile so we can take a before and after picture so we can show this to them. And half of them couldn't really smile. And it was just so sad. It was like heartbreaking. They, they, were, they, they learned how to hide their teeth or their mouth for so long. They didn't know how to smile. So then I would like act like I was reading Spanish like from my translate because that's how I was communicating with them with my phone camera on and they would start laughing like genuinely and I would snap a picture of them like naturally laughing I love that and as soon as I would turn the phone over I'm like look at you they would start crying it was like craziest thing ever I'm like oh my god like and I would start crying with them I'm like this is just not okay (laughs) but it was 
Ah, uh, it was anyway. So, but yeah, I, I, that was my Spanish experience. Since then, I'm like, you know what? No, I need to learn Spanish. Yes, so don't well, have to good. translate. Yeah, and that's good that you have that goal. And I and I teach dual immersion, so I teach bilingual programs. So the nice. biggest tip I can give you, if you want to achieve that, is you have to practice the language in your daily life. Like you have to practice mm -hmm. either socialize with somebody that knows Spanish or, you know, take, you know, watch television in Spanish if you can, but you just have to engage with the language. You really do. And that's going to help you. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> luckily three, no, four of our employees are Hispanic. Um, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I realized two of which speak worse Spanish than I do, but the other two are fluent. So I'm very excited. So yeah, I do actually have uh, an outlet where I can communicate and we're actually doing that at the office. It's kind of funny. Like I'll say things in Spanish and they start laughing at me. Cause you know, I probably sound like, I don't know, <laughs> an Armenian who does, who barely speaks English, who barely <laughs> speaks Spanish or something. I have no idea. Anyways. So I want to take you back to your floor society a little bit. Sure, of course. So, um, so talk to me about, um, or for the listeners, right? Um, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but if, I'm sure some of the listeners already know about it, and some of them probably don't. So what is Floor Society? What can one expect to join as a member? And, you know, what are the benefits of being a member? I mean, I would highly recommend it, I think, based on from what I read. And I am going to be a member, by the way, FYI. Yay! Yeah. Very <laughs> well, I was yeah. ready last year. I am ready this year. <laughs> Fabulous, and I and I love that you said that ready because it definitely um, you know requires um, you to be ready to to take on what we do. And so, mm -hmm. Lore Society was basically born out of that necessity of, mm -hmm. of wanting to to educate, but also people. Um, constantly asking me for coaching and things like that. And it was, didn't even cross my mind six years ago. I was just like, what? Like, I don't have time for that, you know? And so, but I was always happy to share information. Um, but I found myself doing that consistently all the time and it was taking up a lot of time. So I was just like, this is like a huge need in the industry. Like people mm -hmm. need resources, people want to, to learn. And so I started very small. I started with webinars and these were weekly webinars. So if you guys have been with Fleur Society from the start, like six years ago, Mm -hmm. We used to have Wednesday webinars and Wednesday webinars were every single Wednesday I was going on for an hour live to mm -hmm. teach a certain topic. And so that's where it started. And after doing that for a whole year, my community just started to grow because I started a Facebook group and, and things just started to, again, snowball, right? Right. So right then and then I knew that this was going somewhere. And so I was like, it needs to be something bigger. And so the community started that's where I started to um, offer an online course. And then I did, mm -hmm. I, I still did the weekly webinars. It turned into an online summit four years ago. And so uh, four, uh, four years ago, I was like, I need to make this online summit happen. And this is before there's online summits everywhere now. And I've noticed like them pop up all the time, like almost every day mm -hmm. I see a new summit come up and I'm like, wow, that is like amazing. Um, but back then there was really just in-person workshops. I think one of the very first workshops was uh, Sarah's like intrigue workshop. Um, mm -hmm. Karen Tran had one. They weren't that many out there. And so back then I was like, well, I can't really travel because I'm a teacher, you know? So, right. so I started to think like, okay, well, if I'm a teacher who has a full-time job and can't travel or it's, you know, out of the budget and there's people, imagine the people that are like in other countries or in other States who can't do it because of the budget, like it's expensive. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I knew that this had to exist. There had to be some sort of an online conference that I could go to or create. And so that's where I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to have an online summit. So we're on our sixth one coming like September's nice. our sixth one. It's the design summit. Um, we have a business one and we have a design one every year. And basically it's, uh, 10 educators who come together and teach business or design. And so we have that, we have membership was the newest thing that was last year. And that's just an, um, a monthly, uh, subscription. Mm -hmm. And an annual if you pay for annual, but every single month we focus on different topics and we mm -hmm. dig really deep into establishing those strategies into your business from the ground up. And essentially I've built the curriculum just like any teacher would, right? I built the <laughs> curriculum to start, you know, it's a very, um, it starts with the foundation. It just kind of gradually grows on top of each other like that. So mm -hmm. we start with foundations in January, every single January, it's all about business planning and goal setting. And it just evolves after that. And it starts to build up on each other to the point where, you know, by the end of the year, the goal is that you have a very solid foundation 
and structure and organization and systems in place to make sure your the business isn't a good place for you to be sustainable. And so, um, yeah. And besides those big events and big offerings that we have, it's, it's resources, you know, templates and things like that. So, um, it's just, it's been crazy to see where it's gone these past six years because Mm -hmm. every single day, there isn't one email that I don't get where someone is offering, you know, advice on what I can create for them or what they need or, Mm -hmm. or what they're lacking. And it's just, we're constantly working together as a community to help one another. And that's the biggest thing over in the Facebook group. It's the, just the idea of community, you know, where everyone is supportive of each other and Mm -hmm. being so open and willing to help each other is truly the biggest thing of the whole entire scheme of things is that everyone is just so helpful. And I love that. And that's the biggest thing, just promoting that empowerment and that support. That's awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Floral <laughs> designers are some of the nicest people I know, really. <laughs> because we're all our natural givers. Yeah, Think about that. Yeah, and we right? want nothing. Yeah, and, and not only that, but we, we, we're in the same boat. Like, mm-hmm. we are definitely in the same boat uh, in terms of, of how we've been. We've been in each other's shoes at some point or another, right? And we mm-hmm. understand. And those people that are abundance minded and don't have those limited mindsets where they're afraid to share their Mm -hmm. secrets or their, you know, whatever, like those are the people that go further in their business because they are open, you know, they put out a lot and they get back a lot. So if you say, I always, I just say that it's like my, my mantra is like, you, you get, you get what you give. And so, um, that, that is why I love doing that because I've gotten 10 times more than what I've been able to put out thus far, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I totally believe that. I mean, it's that A, there's plenty to go around, okay, for everyone. And it doesn't matter what we're talking about, honestly. You know, I mean, there's plenty of people in the world and there's always, you know, not every client is for every florist, right? I mean, it's just, it just is. I mean, I refer brides that I couldn't work with or didn't want to work with. I'm like, well, you know, you can maybe reach out to this person or that person. Well, those that I don't want to work with generally, I don't refer, but you know, the ones that I couldn't, you know, this was when I was doing weddings. I mean, it kind of stopped. I'm actually starting back up again. So I'm starting to book 2021. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, um, it it was kind of like, yeah, that, that abundance mindset is, it's a huge mind shifter, especially for, um, I've noticed like a lot of designers who sort of have been in a business for like over 20, 30 years. They've, I mean, way of thinking wasn't as such before, right? Mm-hmm. So it, was, it was like, like you said, like everybody was kind of holding on to their like dear secrets or whatever. But the reality, <laughs> there is no new thing out there, right? Everything is Googleable, like honestly. <laughs> there, there, exactly. It's like everything, and whether it's business or design or whatever. And yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, just share. Just, I mean, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm all about that. I mean, I teach workshops, um, like floral design workshops and such during that, like if like I'm teaching one thing and if somebody asks a question about whatever, I just give, I don't mm-hmm. just go like, well, that's the other workshop. <laughs> like, no, mm-hmm. what do you want to know? I'll, I'll show you. Sure. Absolutely. Not a problem. Yeah. The, and it's like, if you think about it, everything essentially is Google, Googleable, right? Like you can Google mm-hmm. pretty much anything. I mean, any, I mean, I was just Googling a pie recipe last night and I found one and I made it like, it was so easy. I didn't need a pie expert, but however, if I had the <laughs> chance to learn with the most amazing pie making expert for X amount of dollars, I'm going to pay that if it's in my budget, because I'm going to get that one-on-one attention that I might want to perfect my pie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that just sounds really weird, but oh. uh, <laughs> no, it's, you know what I'm saying here, no, right? No, I totally, <laughs> I totally understand what you're saying. And it actually makes a lot of sense. Think about it for a minute. So, um, why do you think I want to join floor society? Because <laughs> yeah. I do not want to spend 15 years figuring this out. Exactly. You hit the I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> girl, you sweated on this thing already. You, I mean, come on. And it's your, and it's your jams. So why not? And that is why we pay to play, right? Because you are going to learn firsthand from the person that you admire the most, or you want to be like the most, you want to be in their shoes at some point. Right. And you have to invest because obviously they need to make a living too, right? Like I, I pay the people that I want to learn from because I value their time. I value their expertise and I want to be in their shoes 
as well at some point in my business. And I only, and I want to learn from them and not have to kill myself Googling my little fingers out, you know, trying to figure it out in so much, you know, when I can get the shortcut, I can get that roadmap right Mm -hmm. away. And so, like you said, when you invest in education, you're investing in a shortcut and you're also investing in that one-to-one experience to learn directly from that person who's been through it, who's learned the lessons the hard way, who has a ton of information to offer and also just to build that relationship with that person. I mean, that's so important to, to not just, you know, try to figure it out, but, and to cheat your way into learning something, let's just say cheat yourself, because if you're, you know, Googling it and you're trying to piece it together, it's not always going to work. You know, a lot of, a lot of things out there, the, the content out there today, there's a ton of it, but not all of it works. You know, not all of it is, is relevant today as it was maybe 10 years ago. So you have to be very careful how you tread. Um, and the shortcut honestly really is just investing in the people you love and admire. So, Oh, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I hope you remember one day. <laughs> oh yes, you're right. There is a ton of information out there, but again, not all content is created equal. So you got to also sort of pay attention to where the source is coming from. Right. I mean, literally I, last year I invested in my own business education to the point where I literally spent in a tune of 10,000 dollars and went mm-hmm. to history. That was a bucket list item for me and I wanted to do it oh, and I so did cool. it. Girl, it was like the most amazing experience ever to the point where before I left, I signed up for a business mastery to, that was supposed to happen in Amsterdam in June. I got canceled. Oh, oh my God. I'm so <laughs> sad for you. I know. I can go to next year. No problem. It's like, like, it's not like money lost or anything like that, but it's like, I needed it, you know, I wanted it, I needed it, I was looking forward to it, but it it was an amazing experience. It it was so expensive. I had to think so hard about that expense, (laughs) but it was worth every penny spent. And again, it's, you know, you go to the experts that, like you said, you want to learn from or you aspire to be like, and, 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 and it's like... And the shortcut, my God, the time is the most valuable mm-hmm. thing we all have, right? It is like <laughs> the only thing we can't get back, you know, that's, like it, that's, once that's it's spent, it. it's spent. Like money can, money comes and goes, but time cannot, time does not come back. I wish it did, but you know, it doesn't. So, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You save yourself some time and, you know, fast forward your learning. Absolutely. It's worth every penny. So yeah hands down. Now, do you do personal coaching as well? In addition to like the group coaching and no, I, I used to man. And if I didn't have two little babies, I probably would, but Mm -hmm. I can't, I, I, it's it's really because of my time more than anything. And so I've coached in the past. I love it because of that one-on-one, but Mm -hmm. if I can serve a hundred floral designers doing, you know, group coaching and essentially, I mean, it's not that one-to-one touch, but you get the same thing. You get the same mentorship and you get the same, you know, resources and things like that. Then I'd rather do that versus one, just one person because I get to touch that many more people, you know, like Mm -hmm. I get to be part of their, their growing experience and I get to influence them in a way that's going to shape their mindset and also their business. And so Mm -hmm. I rather much, you know, try to serve more versus that one that, you know, I get it. Yeah. I, I, I try, I try to help as many people as I can. And so I have to find the easiest way to do that these days. Awesome. Now, do you have a personal coach? No, I don't. And a lot of people ask me that. Um, I, I have not hired anybody one-on-one, mm-hmm. um, but I have taken courses that are like group coaching, things like right. that. And so gotcha. that, that, that for me has been good because, um, I don't know. I, it's not because I don't need it because I won't say I don't like everyone can always use a life coach or a coach in any, in any sense. But mm-hmm. I've been, I think it's more because of my, my, my limit of time. Like, I don't know right. if I can do what I'm already doing and then make time for like one-on-one. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's also, it's a huge investment. Just like you said, it's a huge investment, but I haven't also found the one yet. Like I'm still looking, mm-hmm. um, for who I would, want to invest in, but also who's going to offer me like what I need. And I don't really know what that is yet. And so I'm still doing a little soul searching in my business in terms of where I'm going to pivot essentially in five, 10 years. And I think that's going to lead me to who I want to learn from. Um, and I won't say like, I've already, I've been investing in like the best of the best in terms of group coaching and Mm -hmm. courses. And, and so 
those people that I've invested in are amazing, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's the direction I'm going in it like in five years, you know what I mean? Like right. I want to make sure right. that I, I know where that is first. And so, um, this year as becoming a mother of two it has changed a lot for me already. And so right. once I kind of figure that out, um, as I go and it's a daily learning thing, it's not mm-hmm. like, Oh, something I'm putting on a calendar either. It's just something that I'm learning day to day. Um, mm-hmm. my priorities are changing every day. The direction of my business is changing every day. Um, yeah. everything is changing every day. Even just life outside my, my house is changing every day, you know? So, right. um, but I will say that the stuff that I have taken has been incredible, like mm-hmm. mind blowing stuff that, that puts me in a good place right now with what I'm working on and what I'm doing. But <laughs> if, if, and I, I do say a big, if, if you find yourself just completely at zero where you don't know where to go. You don't know who to learn from. You don't mm-hmm. know the direction to go in. I definitely a hundred percent recommend you hire a coach. Like that should be number one. Right. Because those people are going to help you answer all those questions and just get you going. Because if you constantly sit there and try to figure it out, X, Y, Z, without any sort of knowledge or experience in your business, because you just started, it's going to take you years. Like it did for me to figure out just a sliver of what I should be doing, you know? No, I, I, I get it. And, and oftentimes if I I found myself, it's a matter of prioritizing. It's not that we don't really know what to do. It's just, what is that one single step that you can make right now to make absolute most progress, right? What's going to move the needle the fastest and the furthest, I guess, um, you know, and then kind of keep at it that way. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that was the thing that I sort of took away from, you know, my coaching sessions, right. So to speak. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. If you are definitely stuck, I would say coaching is the way to go. Mm -hmm. um, And I've done group coaching as well. Uh, I probably will never not have a coach of a sort, if that makes any sense at this point. And this is all new to me, like new as in like the last two years for me, the coaching phenomena. But I would say I, it, worth every second and every penny invested. Mm, it's absolutely for individual. My goodness. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, absolutely. And for me, my, my coaching, when I started my business was my, my lessons learned the hard way, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like all those five years of all the heartbreak and, and all the stuff I had to go through was, was honestly my, my coach. <laughs> and so if I can cut out those five years of my life and hire a coach now, I totally would <laughs> like, it is like, save yourself the heartbreak, please. Save yourself. My God, why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, Christina, awesome. this was, yeah, this, this was fantastic. And thank you very, very much again. I mean, I know, like I said, I mean, life is busy for everybody. And having two little girls on top of all of that, too, <laughs> that's a full-time job, you know. Totally. I totally <laughs> understand it. So I really, truly appreciate you. Now, for the listeners, where they can find you? Yeah. So if you are looking to learn all things business and design, the community is over at Fleur Society. So as if you Google Fleur Society, everything will come up. So, you know, Instagram at Fleur Society, mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash Fleur Society. It's all there. And then if you want to follow like my business journey in my own business, it's Posh Peony. So mm-hmm. at Posh Peony or Posh Peony.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm in both places, check them out <laughs> and, and reach out, you know, I'm happy to, to uh, assist anybody out there with any questions and especially on this related to this podcast. Like if you have anything you need me to clarify, I'm happy to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And don't worry, you guys, um, all of this will be in the show notes, all the links to how to reach, um, Christina. And I can say from my own personal experience, actually, when I re- from the day I reached out to you and, you know, we did the interview you know, you've been very responsive. You've been very organized. And Aww, then, thank so, you. So, yeah, I would totally say from my own personal experience in, you know, dealing with trying to organize the podcast interview, honestly, yes. <laughs> I good. better, I better preach or what is it? Do what I preach, right? Like if I'm, or, if I'm saying organize, organization is key, I better be organized too. <laughs> Girl, you're every bit of an organized person that anyone can imagine, especially from a creative, honestly. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> so, hard, yeah. but I manage. <laughs> Thank yeah. you though. But I appreciate you reaching out and it's, it's always a pleasure to be, um, you know, part of this. So thank you so, so much. Thanks, Christina. You take care.
Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Well, this was it. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. She was great, wasn't she? Be sure to check out our show notes on our website, vivalafloralive.com. Click on her episode and it'll lead you to everything that you need to know and how to get in touch with Christina. You can find all the links and social media links to Floral Society, Posh Peony, Business Blooming Podcast, and much more. And before we part ways from today, here's our special offer at Floral Success Institute. We are offering a free business coaching mastermind till the end of August, 2020. Yep. Free. You heard it. To any and all floral business owners, there's a simple qualifying application process followed by a quick phone call just to make sure that this is the right fit for you. And it indeed is going to help you in succeeding your business. And that's kind of it. And you're in. If you're ready to improve your business, go to floralsuccessinstitute.com. Send in the application, we'll set up the phone call, and see where that leads, right? We know that this pandemic put a damper on a lot of people's businesses and made things really difficult and complicated, which is why we are offering this generous offer till the end of August 2020 for us to help you guys improving your businesses. Well, my fellow flower friends, for more information, you can go to vivalafloralive.com or floralsuccessinstitute.com and check it out. Can't wait to get to know you. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week. 